This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one of a kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to pokernight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the Bet Rivers UEFA Europa League podcast, part of the Bet Rivers Network. The Because We Win lads are back. Uh, joining me, uh, Steve Wiss. How are you, my friend? Absolute pleasure, Harry. I'm good, thanks. Hope you're doing well. Good, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Glad to uh, glad to be here with you guys, and of course, the main man, uh, Mr. Nigel Seeley, Mr. Bet Rivers himself. How are you? How was your weekend? Very well, mate. Very well. Not as good as yours, obviously, with the uh, the Arsenal victory. Uh, QPR, though. What about that? I can't yeah. believe it. It's a level of points with Norwich and Sheffield United. Super McBeal. Will it last? There's one tweet that I've, that I've done, which is going to... The American viewers won't get this, but there's one tweet that I, I actually tweeted when they appointed McBeal. I said, what do you think? And I said, I'd rather Ian. And uh, I know that's going to come back and haunt me. I know some some clever, some bright spark somewhere has absolutely saved that. And when they win the league and they get in the playoffs, someone's going to repeat that. I'd rather I have Ian. to say, I was in um, one of Mick Bill's press conferences a few weeks ago. I think it was after the game against Stoke. It was a really bad nil-nil draw. It was a rubbish game. But he spoke impeccably well. I think you can tell just by listening to him that he's got an incredibly deep knowledge of football. I think he'll do well. I really do. Love him now. Love him now. Yeah, I'd, rather Cindy. I'd rather Cindy, but Ian... <laughs> Nick will do for now. Um, let's just give you guys a quick update on where we're at in terms of our Europa League bet so far this season. Uh, currently at plus 293. So we're having uh, a decent season so far, some profit. Uh, Nigel, do you want to shed any further light on that? Uh, no, well, I mean, to be fair, when you to win on the Champions League and to win on the Europa League is quite a difficult thing to do when you consider it's all the best teams in European football playing head-to-heads. I think the boys have done a brilliant job collectively and everyone who's been on this show. I think the last time I was on the Europa League, I did all right, but I did terrible on the Champions League. So uh, hopefully we can replicate that kind of form again. Uh, there's the ring doorbell again. Uh, there we go. It's Mick Beal coming around and beat me up. Um, and it's just, um, I have my strongest pick, though, in the, in the whole of the European football is in, is in this set of features. So uh, I'm, I'm very, very happy about this one. Cool. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Let's start with Steve, uh, who's got uh, a good number of picks in the, in this Europa League round of fixtures. Let's start with the game between Bodo Glimt and Arsenal. Of course, the Gunners uh, winning comfortably in the return fixture just last week. Uh, but will it be different as Arsenal travel away this time? Yeah, I love a bit of the Europa League, uh, Harry. I could have given you half a dozen picks uh, here. But um, yeah, I'm stick- starting with Bodo Glimt against Arsenal. I like over three goals. Uh, minus 108 and um, the reverse fixture obviously was 3-0 to Arsenal 
And uh, I was a little bit disappointed as uh, I'm a strong follower of Norwegian football and Buda Glimt have been brilliant um, in Europe for the last couple of years. They've got an incredible home record. They've won their last 14 consecutive European home games at Ashmira Stadion. It is an artificial surface. So you often get a lot of uh, teams and managers complaining when they come up here. Just ask Jose Mourinho, who got beat 6-1 last year. And um, I think they'll do well to keep that winning streak going, though, because let's be honest, Arsenal are going to rotate a lot here. But the Arsenal weakened 11, if you want to call it that, I think it's quite a strong um, 11. Because if you look at that team that took the field last week, and if Arsenal played that team every single week in, in Premier League, I still think they'd be mid-table. I don't know what you think about that, Harry, but it's quite a strong... Um, you've got a lot of depth now, a lot more depth than you ever used to have. Quality youngsters fighting for positions. And um, you know, I've got to be honest, I think Arsenal are, are going very well at the moment. They've got six points in the group stage. But there's no doubt about it that the main focus is going to be on the Premier League. And it could mean that Buda Glimt have got more of a chance, certainly of scoring goals in this game. They're, they're a strong offensive team at home. They'll give it a go. Their manager is highly rated, Chetil Knutson. He was on the Brighton shortlist. Second on that shortlist, it was rumoured to be believed. And they play a very nice brand of football. They didn't always show it last week. Maybe the second half, certainly the first 20 minutes of the second half, they showed what they've got. They've got some talented players like Hugo Vettelson. Um, and I think this will be an offensive game of football. And, you know, Arsenal are rightly favourites. And if I had to stick my, my, my neck out, I would say Arsenal probably win the game. But... This is a sort of fixture I think both teams can score. I think both teams will be offensive and give it a go. Uh, Arsenal are enjoying their football. There's no reason for them to come here and just defend. And the same with Buda Glimt. There's going to be a great atmosphere here inside the Arctic Circle, one of the most northerly professional teams in the whole world, the Buda Glimt. It's going to be an interesting game. And uh, like I say, I like at least three goals in here for the push on the over three goal line at minus 108. And I think it's going to be a really good match to watch for the neutral as well. Fingers crossed it delivers and fingers crossed that we cash on that one as well. Uh, Nigel, uh, let's come to you. Let's start uh, working our way through your Europa League picks. Uh, Karabag against Olympiakos. Yeah, Karabag are my strongest pick in the whole of the European football this this midweek, uh, including in Champions League and Europa League. Uh, Karabag at home are just one of the hardest teams to beat in European football. Obviously, they're, they're right out the way in Azerbaijan. One of the furthest trips in European football to go to, one of the hardest trips. And if you only look at their record at home, it's absolutely phenomenal. Their records, I bet them the last time I did this show uh, to beat Nantes and they won 3 0 and could have won by a lot more. They were absolutely um, all over them in the, in the second half, could have won four or five. And they play in a side in Olympiakos who they beat in Greece 3 0 last week and battered them. Now, Greek football, as you know better than anybody, Harry. They're brilliant at home. They're fantastic at home. They're very hard time to beat. But on the travels, they're not the greatest. And that is especially for Olympiakos. Olympiakos this season are pretty woeful on the road in the Europa League. They went to France and got beat 2-1 by Nantes. They got beat by Salonika uh, in the Greek League recently. They got beat by um, another side. They got beat by as well in the, the um, Limassol. I think they got beat by them in the in the. In the in the early parts of this Champions League or something like that. But they're on the road, they're not very good. And I feel this, to get the price that we can get here, a minus 125 Carabag is, is wrong. I make them probably around about minus 165, 166, something like that. Because you look at the game 
And you can sort of, when you look at the, an odds like this, I look at it and I think to myself, how can there be minus 125? Is there something I'm missing? Is there something that I'm looking at? Team news. I'm, to be, I must profess, I don't know much about the Carabag team news, to be fair, but I'm not going to try and say I do. But when, when you break it down, you look at the league table. They need to win. It's not like they don't need to win. They need, they have to win the, the game. That you know, uh, Olympiacos have got zero points. Carabag have got six. The leaders got nine, and the third have got three. So they have to win this game. They have to go out and win the match. So to get minus one twenty-five about a team that you beat seven days ago three nil and easily beat them three nil, and with their home record, which is unbelievably strong, and how poor Olympiacos are on the road, I love that minus one twenty-five. Again, I think Bet Rivers are giving us a bit of a gift here, and I can't believe minus one twenty-five lasting. But um, if you can get it now, snap it up because Carabag will be a lot, lot shorter come kickoff time. We're talking about value here and trying to get value and trying to beat the market move. That price will not be there. Hundred percent will not be there. Minus one twenty-five Carabag. And I can confirm what bad shape Olympiacos are in at the moment as well. They're in they're in a dreadful. They're having one of their worst se- seasons, aren't they? I mean, they're not what they're fourth or fifth domestically. You know, and they're not they're drawing a lot of games, but they're not doing anything at all. You probably know a little bit more than me, but um, like Carabag, I mean, they're they're an underrated side at home. I, I've bet them twice in this round at home, and they're not getting the justice they deserve on on the on the odds. Minus one twenty five is wrong. No, totally agree. And it represents very good value. Therefore, you've got to have a go. Uh, Steve, let's come back to you, mate. Union Berlin uh, against Malmo. Now, Union have surprised people uh, with their performance in the Bundesliga so far this season. How do you think they'll get on against Malmo? I think they'll win comfortably, to be honest, Harry. Um, I'm going to take them on a minus 1.25 Asian handicap at minus 130. I'm of the firm belief as a massive golfing class between the two teams. This is actually a really tough group. Not a lot of people will think it, but Braga are in it. Julian Saint-Gilloise from uh, Belgium and no mugs either. And Manuel are not disastrously bad, but compared to the other three teams, they're nowhere near good enough. Um, domestically in Sweden, they're actually only in sixth place right now, and there's only five games remaining. There's a very realistic chance they might not even qualify for Europe for next season, which for them, the, the team with the by far the biggest budget in Swedish football would be a disaster. They've gone through three managers already this season, and the main problem is they just don't score enough goals. Only 33 goals scored in 25 league games. They had a draw at home to a promoted side called Varnamo at the weekend, and in the Europa League group stage, they have generally struggled um, this season. They did go to Belgium and lost 3-2, but they've had two very poor home losses to Union Berlin and Braga. Uh, and But Union Berlin actually won the game last week in Sweden despite playing with 10 men for this whole second half. And uh, even then, they still had a lot of control on proceedings. And Union Berlin are a very interesting side. I know the Bundesliga guys on the Bundesliga show are a big fan of this team. They're incredible teamwork and team team ethic and uh, a great collective unit. They're actually top of the Bundesliga at the time of recording. And, um, you know, fair play to them. They've got the best defensive record in the Bundesliga, only six goals conceded. And I actually think there's a very good chance they'll win this match to nil. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a to nil backer very often. Plus one one four, you could do an awful lot worse. I rather take the handicap, the Asian handicap minus one point two five. I just think going to have way too much. I see this being two nil and three nil, and they also really need the win because Braga and San Gilois have a lot more points than them right now. They can ill afford to slip up here, so they're going to be full focus, full concentration. 
And and like I said, I just don't think Malmo are a very good side at the moment. There's a big golfing class. Take this Asian handicap. At very worst, they're going to win the game by one goal. But I think it's going to be by a clear-cut margin. Yeah, makes uh, perfect sense to me. Uh, I'm going to stick with you, Steve, because uh, you've got more picks in the Europa League than Nigel does. Uh, the next one involves a French side now, of course. You're right across our French football. Uh, Ren take on Dinamo Kiev. Um, you expecting goals in this one? I am. I'm taking over 2.25 goals in, in this game, uh, minus 159. Not the greatest price in the world, but again, I do like that insurance of the 2.25 goal line. First thing to say about this game, Harry, it's going to be played at a neutral venue because uh, obviously with the Ukraine situation, you can't um, be playing football in Kiev and um, it's going to be in Krakow, uh, Krakowa Stadium. So neutral territory, not so far for Ren to travel. I watched the game last week between the two teams. It ended in a 2-1 Ren game. It was actually a really good fixture. Both teams went for it hard. I'll say one thing for the Ukrainian outfit. They are really giving it absolutely everything out there on the field. You almost feel like they're not just representing their club. They're representing the whole country out there on the on the European stage. And, um, you know, they're going to be... They're not just going to be playing for a draw or anything. They've lost, unfortunately, their first three games. To have any chance of qualifying, they need to be winning this game against Rennes. And Rennes had just found some form in France. They're a really good watch, actually. Scored 18 goals now in their last seven competitive games. They've got a lot of good offensive players, such as uh, Guiri. Callum Wendo is now starting to fire. Martin Terrier, of course, is a favourite with uh, any time scorer back as, uh, over the last calendar year. And in general... I think Ren would expect to come here on neutral territory and win. They are the odds on uh, away favourites as such. I don't think it's going to be straightforward for them, though. They have dropped some points in this conference, sorry, in this Europa League um, group so far. Their defence can't be relied upon. Only two clean sheets for Ren all season. So that's why I like the goals. I think both teams can contribute. Um, you know, even if one team doesn't show up, say Kiev just don't show up, then I think Ren could score three goals on their own. So this over 2.25 goal line, minus 159, makes a ton of sense to me. I, I do think Ren will win, but uh, this match just screams like an open contest, goals, and uh, I think they'll be an enjoyable watch. Nigel, let's come back to you. Uh, Feyenoord, they take on uh, Michelin in this uh, week's Europa League fixtures. Uh, what have you got for us from this particular fixture? I'm going to go for the home team. Uh, probably a little bit lower than what I usually go for, minus 167, but I still think that represents some good value. Uh, Fanoid played this reverse fixture again a week ago. They were 2-0 up cruising, conceded two goals in the second half for a 2-2 draw. Um, it was a very even game. You know, I wouldn't say that Fanoid deserved to win, but they were 2-0 up and should have won. Michelin are having a very poor season by their high standards in Denmark, a team that come from nowhere to win the Danish title, obviously, owned by um, Matthew Benham, who owns uh, Brentford. Done a very similar kind of thing that they're what he's trying to do at Brentford building up. But uh, I think they're a side that uh, have probably had their peak. I think I think it's fair to say that the other sides have looked at the model, what they've done. And I think uh, Michelin are struggling a little bit domestically. I think they're just about four position, but um, they should really be in the, in the top two places on, on their history and what they've done in recent years. So it could be a good time to play them. The other reason why I like it is Fernwood are so good at home. I mean, their home form is absolutely phenomenal. I don't know if you've ever been to Fernwood. I've been there a couple of times. It's, it's, a, it's quite a hostile crowd. It's, it's pretty electric. It's a really, really, really atmospheric, atmospheric stadium. And if you look at their record at home this season, they've been winning games very, very comfortably. I think they played five in all competitions, one of them. Uh, one, four of them and drawn the other one. The other draw was a nil-nil draw. The one win they had, which was the standout win, was against Stumgrass in this group, which they won 6-0. 
Now, they haven't conceded a goal at home this season, uh, which is a huge, huge plus for them. And if you look at this group, it's the most finely poised group in all the groups in the Europa League. Every single team in it has got four points. So they're all going to go in and every time going to want to, they're going to take points off each other. And I think with their home form and the way they don't concede goals, I think they'll be too strong offensively. Because one thing they do do for I know is score goals as well. Two goals, like I say, last week in Denmark, took the foot off the gas, relaxed a little bit and were pegged back to a 2-2 draw. They'll regret that. I don't think they'll they'll peg back. I think they'll go out all out to the win. And they've got that really big incentive knowing that they won 6-0 in their last game at home in this competition. So I'm going to go for for Fanoid to win this game. It's minus 167. Again, it's probably a little bit too low than what I, I usually pick. But if you want to do it in a parlay with Carabag, I like that bet. And also, if you want to look at something a little bit more exciting for you and a little bit more of a price, plus 215 Fanoid to win to nil. I really like that. Uh, Middleland have always been a side that um, have been quite, uh, you know, not, not necessarily dull, but when they played better teams in European football, they've always been a little bit outclassed in terms of their ability. There was one season, a couple of seasons ago, where they they were a bit of a breath of fresh air in the in the Champions League. But uh, and it's, it's, since then they've changed their system a little bit, a little bit pragmatic. And I would fancy um, Fernoy to keep that fantastic record of not conceding in five in a game that is a must-win game. So I feel that uh, Fernald will make for amends for last week when they conceded two late goals and win this game. And if you're looking for a little bit of extra value, take Fernald to win at plus 215 to win to nil. Nice one. Uh, let's come back to you, Steve. Uh, Trabs on Sport take on another one of our French teams, Monaco. Um, what are your feelings on this one? Yeah, exact same price as Nigel's last pick, minus 167. And it's another over 2.25 goal line for me. Um, I very nearly was more aggressive here and took over 2.75 goals at plus money. But I kind of bottled it a bit, really. Um, but, uh, I mean, you talk about atmosphere, and this is an atmosphere here in uh, in Trust One Sport. It's, um, their fans just go crazy. I suppose you could say that about a lot of Turkish teams, couldn't you? I've got to be honest, I don't actually think Turkish football is necessarily in a great place. Um, in the last few years, if you think about, say, a decade ago, it was, um, you know, it was not uncommon, was it, for some of their teams to have not necessarily deep runs into European competitions, but it was a place you didn't really enjoy going. But it's been a while now since I can, you can really say that Turkish football is a place to fear. And I think Monaco will come here and win. But it's the goals that I like because... I can never fully trust this Monaco defence. I actually, to be honest, I have a really poor record predicting Monaco games. So hopefully I've actually got this one right. But um, they've got tons of goals in them. Ben Yedder's finally starting to fire. Uh, Breland Bolo looks a lot more settled now. And they've even got bench options like Myron Bordeaux who can come on and, and get themselves goals. They won the match last week, three goals to one at home. Uh, had a huge XG in that fixture. There was an early red card for Trasbon Sport after 11 minutes. Maxi Gomez, the former... Valencia striker got sent off. Now, you might say, you know, he's going to be suspended now, so that affects the goals. But he's not really been prolific for several seasons now, so I'm not too worried. I'm quite happy that Monaco could cover this goal line on their own anyway, because I do think they they will get the job done. But if you look at Trasbon Spore, 
Several of their matches in Europe this season have been over two and a half goals. 2-1 at home against Red Star. They lost against Ferenc Varas 2-3. And they also lost against uh, FC Copenhagen 2-1. There was a nil-nil at home to FCK, but they just completely parked about 10 double-decker buses in that fixture. Monaco are not going to do that. They're going to come here and attack. And I think there's going to be at least three goals. Uh, as I say, I really should be a bit more braver here and take a higher goal line, but uh, over 2.25 minus uh, 167. That will do me. It gives a little bit of insurance in case it's 2-0 or 1-0. So uh, I'm thinking a way win like 3-1, um, but it's the goals that I like. Nigel, do you think that Steve should go with his initial instinct and, and chuck another goal on there? Or, or do you think he's made the right decision in being sensible here? I think we're at 2.3 units up. If we're at 22.3, use it going. But at 2.3 units on the show, we want to keep uh, them units ticking over. So I'm very happy for Steve to... Uh, to do what he says there, but I think if we we, we you build confidence as you build your bank, exactly. That's what, that, that's what you do. So at the I moment so. we're two point three uh, up, so we just play safe, keep building. That's why we're going for like minus. I've minus been sensible six. on these two shows this week because you know I wasn't as prolific as I would want it to be the last time I was on these European shows, especially the Champions League. So take it sensible, build up some winners. Let's get that uh, profit up to you know five units and beyond. And uh, move from there. And then smash it all out in a week. <laughs> Just smash the lot out on over six and a half goals. Let's go for it. Come on. Five Lovely. units late. Brilliant stuff. Uh, guys, uh, thank you so much for your picks. As always, be sure uh, to subscribe to the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel. Make sure if you're listening on audio that you're subscribed. Make sure you follow the handle at Because We Win, which is looked after by all of our handicappers. Uh, you can find some great content there as well. Uh, any other business, lads, before we uh, sail off into the sunset? No, busy week. Lots of sport and action coming up. Obviously, big tennis week coming up with uh, in Paris next week. And we've got the golf. We've got the American football, obviously, on the Bet Rivers Network as well. And obviously, all the European leagues that we have. I mean, we've got 10 leagues, including, well, including the Europa League and the Champions League. We've got 11 leagues covered for you. Coming to the end in the MLS, where Thomas and uh, Taylor have had an absolutely fantastic season. And uh, Steve is setting the, the 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 trail, blazing the trail with the the profit on the La, La Liga show with uh, James Easton, who's been absolutely in fantastic form, uh, leading the way in Europe on our on our picks there. So lots of action on here, all with the build up to the World Cup, which is just now six weeks away. Can you believe it? Can, can I just say I think there's some there's some really good content going on at the minute across the whole Bet Rivers network, and um, you know I know a lot of the shows are doing really well in the football. A couple are probably not doing as well as they would like, but you've got to give people time over the whole season. I'm, I think there's going to be a lot of profit on these shows. Uh, there's some really quality insight in handicappers on, on the Bet Rivers Network at the moment. And um, as I say, great, some great content worth watching. Yeah, totally agree. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure your notifications are turned on as well so that every time a new piece of content drops, you are made aware. Uh, we'll be back very, very soon with some more. Uh, as Nigel Seeley would say, uh, keep cashing those tickets and we'll see you all soon. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.